Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grace, Peace, and Balance Radio Show with Gabi Abdelkader. This is episode 63, Conversations with Mike Kett, Forged by the Fire. Mike's story is very uh, inspiring and uplifting, and uh, here it goes. Mike moved out of the house at age 15. By the age of 16, he was hanging around with a new group of friends, a choice that, added, that created a new dynamic to an already turbulent life, maybe, maybe not necessarily a turbulent life. He started dabbing in drugs and heavy drinking. At age 18, he became one of the hidden homeless, living in a friend's backyard in a camping trailer with no heat, electricity, or source of, source of water during the cold Canadian winter. By the age of 19, he was in jail for beating up a police officer's son in his own driveway. At 21, Mike was let go from his job due to corporate restructuring. This would be one of the 54 jobs he would have before age 35. At 23, he was living in a basement of a coffee shop where he worked making $7 per hour with no shower and no running water. He would take a a bird bath in the restroom, think before opening the doors to the cafe at 6 a.m. every morning, or he would take the hour and a half round trip to the YMCA to clean his body after work. Fast forward to the present day. Mike is a very happy man and is forged by the fire. Mike has a loving wife and three beautiful children. He lives in a nice neighborhood and is in the top 5% of all income earners in North America. Mike is the host of a live talk show on Facebook called Mind, Body, and Bank Account, where he talks with movers, shakers, and change makers about life hacks, productivity, optimization, and other strategies to create the life anyone wants and deserves. Mike, welcome to my podcast. Wow, Gabby, thank you so much. That intro is like, that's the podcast. It's done. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good day. That was the longest intro in the history of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, but I am reading, I am reading this, and I and am, I all, am like true. in awe because, because I know you now, right, like for a few years now but I would have never known any of what you shared with me. Can you share, like, by the age of 16? No, let's start at 15. Tell me why you yeah. had to leave the house. You know, and it, it sounds a lot worse than it is. The truth is these are some struggles that a lot of people go through, that, honest and goodness, right? I mean, so I had a super loving family growing up. My father moved around yeah. for work, and at 15, yeah. I was – really established in the high school that I was at at that time. I had a girlfriend. I was that captain of the hockey team. So I made a decision with my parents, and it was a mutually agreeable decision. And I decided to stay back in my, you know, my, my hometown with, uh, with mm-hmm. a border family. But what that did is it just it left me open to making choices that I may not have necessarily made as a young man if I had had my family with me. So... I did start hanging with a crowd that was, you know, a little less than desirable. I started dabbling in the party scene. I, you know, I, I did put some uh, substances in my body that I, that I probably shouldn't have. And, and, I, and I started uh, 
drinking, I'm sure, more than, more than I should. Um, you know, this, this is really Ontario as well, and i got to tell you, maybe we're opening up a conversation at another time for an issue that is hidden from the public, and that's that some of these small towns have big problems as well. Um, so, yeah, so, I, so, so by, by age 15, 16, I was on my own as a young, impressionable young man, and, uh, and ultimately that ended up with me spending some time in jail, mind you. I had an incredible job at the time. I was working, oh my goodness. As, a, yeah. I was working as a project engineer for a tier one supplier to the big three automakers, and, mm-hmm. you know, I was actually, as an 18-year-old kid, in a position that a lot of my friends wish they had been. However, the darker side of my life when work was done is when, you know, the, uh, the devil came out to play. And, 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 and that's, and that's kind of grabbed a hold of me, unfortunately. And, and all, what ended up happening was, yeah, I ended up getting in a confrontation with a with another kid from my town. He happened to be a police officer's son. We got in a fight, and he punched me. I punched him. I ended up doing some time in jail, and I believe that ultimately led to my dismissal from my job once there was a corporate restructuring. So that's kind of how that, uh, how that all came together, you know? Um, oh my goodness! Yeah, and then and then by the age of twenty three, what happened? You were living in this basement of this coffee shop. Well, yeah, I mean, and and the truth is, after I lost my job, things kind of spiraled. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was a time. Yeah, I was in the backyard of a friend's house for a while after getting kicked out of a place and not being able to stay warm in the winter was a, a big eye opener for me. Um, <laughs> When, when you really don't have a warm bed, uh, it, it adds a whole new dynamic to life. So, um, yeah, so at, by 23, I was in Toronto. I was working in a cafe for very minimal income. And yeah. I was able to stay in the basement of that cafe because I didn't have a place to live. Um, yeah. This was not a place that I really wished my worst enemy to be living. There was raw sewage flowing literally under the floorboards. And I just had a bed sheet up across the, uh, the section from all the stock from the store and my bed set up. And the truth is a cardboard uh, wardrobe box for, a, for a, uh, a closet. So I don't cry the blues, though. The truth is that's why my handle was forged by the fire. Because I took mm-hmm. all of these, you know, kicks in the gut and and honestly, uh, lessons from poor decision-making, and I took it as a challenge to overcome, right? And, yes. Um, so, so that's, uh, yeah, that's how, I, that's how I, I really built this forged-by-the-fire handle long before I ever put it in writing that I was going to take these, these, these situations that seem tough, and find a way to get through it, learn from it, and make myself stronger. So that's what I did. <laughs> Excellent. So when was the tipping point that you said, enough is enough, I have to change my life right now, this is not good for me? And when did you, did you, you came to Toronto and you stayed in Toronto, obviously, and then when was, what was the tipping point for you to say, 
that's it, I'm done, I got to do something about my life. So there, there was an actual event, and the event was a motorcycle trip that I took across the country. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, there, I, I can't tell you the story right now because it's a long story, but I was given a book to take mm-hmm. on a flight from Toronto to Vancouver, Okay. And in that book, I read, I read something that, that changed my life. Um, now, I didn't read the book. I didn't read this excerpt until I was on my trip back home. So I flew to Vancouver. I took a, a bus, and I hitchhiked six to eight hours north. I picked up a motorcycle, and I drove it back to Stratford, Ontario. Um, I spent, I think, 12 days on the road. And during that time, I ran out of money. I was oh, wow. had no place to I had no one to call. I had no food. I had no gas. I had no place to sleep and it was a torrential downpour. And I was planning on potentially doing something stupid to get myself warm and maybe to get some money. And I had eighty five cents in my pocket. I pulled into a coffee shop. The this the the server allowed me to just stay in one of their booths and drink coffee for a few hours, even though I only had 85 cents. And I read in this book, it was a Deepak Chopra book called The The Way of the Wizard, I believe, or The Wizard's Way. And Mm -hmm. it said, when you you truly desire, I believe it's something along these lines, when you truly desire what it is that you seek, the entire universe will conspire to help you achieve it. Absolutely. When you oh truly God, desire what it is that you seek, the entire universe will conspire to help you achieve it. And just then, the door to that coffee shop opened, and a gentleman walked in carrying a motorcycle helmet, and he was, he was, he was drenched in rain, and we just struck up a conversation. He told me that he had a place to stay. He offered me to stay there with him and paid for my entire trip back to my hometown with this motorcycle, which was another two-day drive. And, and that, in that moment, I said to myself, you know what? Something's got to change. There's good people out there still. And, yeah. and it's time to write the, the, the universe is speaking to me. So that was, the, that was the pivotal moment. Oh, my goodness. That, is like, that gave me goosebumps because it's just like how many books have changed us, like how many books from all these people who've seen it all, done it all, like that we read, we've learned from, and this one was amazing. And just as you read it, this guy walks in and helps you out. Isn't that amazing? I mean, it, it is. It's, it's just, <laughs> if I were to tell you the whole story, Gabby, it would be a, it, you could make a movie from it. <laughs> it, was, it was incredible. Oh. It was incredible. You need to As write a book. Fact, you need, you need to write a book. Well, yeah, I met people in Toronto before I got on that plane that told mm-hmm. me to be careful that I didn't hit a bear on a motorcycle because they had canceled the deer hunt that year and bears were very populous. He said that he had a friend who hit a bear on a motorcycle and almost died. When I was out west in BC hitchhiking to go get my mm-hmm. motorcycle, the person who picked me up told me to be careful that I didn't hit a bear on a motorcycle. I asked okay. him where he was from and where he, why he's telling me this. He said he had a friend who almost died from hitting a bear on a motorcycle back in Ontario. It turns out that the people that I knew from Toronto were his best friends from high school. 
and I met him oh, thousands of kilometers on the other side of our country <laughs> on this trip. Can so you believe was, that? Through, yeah. There were many serendipitous moments on this trip. Oh, my God. It just shows you how the universe works sometimes, eh? My goodness. But now I, I can't even imagine you've gone through all this because I know Mike now, right? Like it is just unbelievable, beautiful story that I know we could do like a whole uh, 10 series for, for us to discuss your, uh, your, your life experience. And uh, I know this is a short part, but you have such a beautiful life right now. How did you get to come to this success? How long did it take you, and how did you get to meet your wife and this, like this beautiful kids that I know, I know, I, at least I met one of them. Tell me. So here's here's what I, here's how I talk about it. It I can't. The time frame has been over mm-hmm. the course of twenty years. I, I I describe it like it's been a bathtub that's been just dripping, 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 and it felt like for twenty years. I'm putting all this work into myself and, and trying to overcome these, these obstacles in the past and trying to do right, make the right decisions and meet good people and network with the right people and try to change my life and, and really learn from the past. And every drip that hits my bathtub, I feel like, holy jeepers, it's not filling up. My bathtub is not filling It seems like the plug was off and all the goodness mm-hmm. I'm trying to pour into my life is going down the drain or evaporation was beating the number of drips that I was putting in my tub. And then, Gabby, all of a sudden, and I don't know what it was. I I think it was just, I didn't quit. I didn't give up on myself. I didn't talk bad to myself and say that I was a failure and that, you know, why why haven't you achieved this or that, or, or right? I try to say to myself, you can do it. You know, your time's coming. Yes. You're learning. Everyone gets to everyone gets to the point they they desire at different rates. The truth is, so I learned to yes. not judge my success or my progress by looking at other people's success. It's it's me, right? So now, yes. all of a sudden, one day, Gabby, the the floor under my bathtub was wet, and my bathtub was filled. And I didn't even realize it. And it's, it's overflowing now. So all that 20 years of putting in that hard work and all that never giving up and being forged mm-hmm. by the fire and, and trying to get stronger from the, the crap that hit my life is now kind of coming to fruition. And I'm meeting incredible people like yourself. I'm meeting oh, incredible okay. business opportunities. And now my drips, I can't stop. And the bathtub is overflowing. <laughs> I know. Thank you. How did you meet your gorgeous wife? Like I've seen her picture. She's oh. absolutely gorgeous. My motorcycle trip. That was it. My motorcycle trip. When I got back from that trip, I got fired from my job. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh you know what? God. It's time to start mm-hmm. over again. I'm going out mm-hmm. west because I loved it. I went out to Kelowna. Mm-hmm. And while I was in Kelowna, staying with a friend of mine, the phone rang. And I picked mm-hmm. up the phone. And there was a gorgeous voice on the other end of the phone. And it was this woman. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, and she was looking for my friend. She was going to come out to visit. And she did. And I met her. And Uh now she's my wife. And little did I know. Little did I know. Oh, my God. Goosebumps. 
Yeah. I had met her 17 years prior. I had met my wife 17 years prior at a party when we were 17, 18 years old and oh, didn't know it. Uh-huh. And now, yeah, now we're married, three kids. Beautiful three life. kids, three, three uh, beautiful, adorable kids. Yeah, good for you. Oh, my God, you're so inspiring. And you know what, Mike? Like your story will inspire a lot of these young kids that are especially now I was talking to um, a psychologist the other day that I know he's a good friend, and he was telling me the number of uh, the young people between, like, 16 to 25, the number of depression and anxiety and uh, suicidal thoughts and all that stuff has, like, tripled in number, he said to me, since COVID especially. And uh, all of them I see, I personally see a lot of them are lost, and they need people like you who have seen it all, who have done it all, who have overcome it all, and you would make a great, a great inspirational uh, teachings in schools, universities, and things like that. That's where I see you, Mike. I, I appreciate that so much. You know, right now, I, I'm focused on my kids because they're at that pivotal age right now as well, and I totally agree. Yeah. There's that time yeah. between, you know, 13, 15, and 18 to 21. That, that time is so, so important. Young yes. people are going to make Tell decisions about it. that are going to drastically affect their lives. So, yeah, it's, uh, it is a passion of mine to try to reach the hearts of those young people and show them yes. that, you know, there's a, there's, there's, a, there's a bright side to everything that looks like Failure, despair, hard times, all that stuff. It's, it's put yeah. in, the, in the, your way to test you so that you can come out the other side stronger. Absolutely. Yeah, so they need, they need. Uh, and then what I understand is most of the boys, they prefer like a guy. That is at least what I have heard from a few that I spoke to. They prefer to listen to a gentleman. Like the guys prefer to listen to a guy rather than having you, you know, a, a female, I, I think, a female, I think so. yeah. I think, it's, I think yeah. that's true. And I, and I think it's just, it's so, um, it's such a, it's such an incredible skill for a, for a man to be able to um, grab the heart of another young man. Because yes. when, when, when a young man is in that alpha phase, mm-hmm. You, it's it's hard to, it's hard to bring your wall down, and it's hard to, um, it, it's hard to, to really become vulnerable as a young man. So, yeah. the, the 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 older, the older man, the the one who's who's the teacher, it's such a skill to be able to reach that young alpha man. And I agree with yeah. you. There's a lack of it out there. You know, father figures are needed in this world right now, today, more than ever. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. And at least, uh, at least, like I know, a dozen kids that they don't have a father figure, honestly. And they're like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. They don't nineteen, like they don't have a father figure in their life. Either the parents are divorced and the father doesn't want to do anything with them, or 
whatever, like, so they're lost. That I can understand when they say to me, oh, if it is a psychologist, it has to be a guy. If it is a, a, a social worker, it has to be a guy. If it is an inspirational speaker, it has to be a guy for us to really grasp because they would understand where we're coming from. So, yeah, so that's that. And we still have time to help in our own way, all of us, right? Yeah, I, I think just being an example to first to people closest to you, right? Like my family, yeah. I need to make sure that I'm the best man that I can be and, and lead by yeah. example. And then, yeah. you know, even in our communities, just try to show that you're a solid stand-up guy who's and, – and, be, and I'm, I'm there as a voice for my, for my kids' friends too, sometimes even when they don't like it. They get in my car mm-hmm. – and <laughs> Gabby, they, they get, to, they get to, uh, to, to listen to me chat from the podium when they get in my car. They're, they're my captive audience, so I give them a little sh- speech every time. <laughs> exactly. See, that's it. Just changing the mindset of one kid at a time, one neighbor at yeah, a time, true. one friend of a true. kid at a time. So that's it, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, I really love talking to you, Mike. Um, okay, we change. Let's do this. Um, that was a great, like, I could do, like, 10 episodes with you. No questions Don't get asked. me started. I can, I can talk. I know. Eh? Okay. <laughs> I know. I would like to do another one on discrimination because I know you've gone through that when you were a kid, but I'm not going to talk about it now. That's for another episode, okay? Sounds good. Okay, so let me ask you this. Uh, if you had only three countries to visit before you die, which countries would they be? Okay. We're going to Peru. We're One. going to Egypt. Two. And uh-huh. we're going to... Okay, I'm going to I'm going to not sh- I'm going to show that my geogra- my geographical uh, knowledge is not up to par. But I'm going to say the Turks and Caicos Islands. Now, what country is is they're their own country, correct? The Turks and Caicos. That's Turks where we're going. Caicos, I don't know. Okay. Well, so you have got those going. three. Which one? Okay. Egypt, so Peru and the Turks and Caicos. Okay. Good. Peru is one of my definitely my of my the places that I would love to. I have been to Egypt three times already, so I would love to go to Peru wow. as well. And Egypt is where the history is, so it's a good choice. Yes. Egypt yes. has That's a lot of history, yeah. You need at least two weeks if you go to Egypt. I mean, if I if I actually end up heading to that part of the world, I'm hopefully going to be able to spend a month. <laughs> okay, you go to spend a month. That would be fantastic. Look, you go to two weeks to in Egypt, and then there are neighboring countries there, like within like a three-hour flight, or you can go by bus. Like you could visit a couple of other countries as well that have history. Yeah, a month would be nice. Oh my God, that is a oh, good yeah. choice. Okay, if you had if you had one wish or one passion or one dream that you would love to fulfill before you die, what would it be? One passion, dream that you would like to dream. Fulfill. Any any dream wish. that you would like to fulfill, yeah. That Okay. I, I, I would be, like to one day 
be able to say that I spoke on a stage in front of a crowd, and, and I'll just say a sold-out crowd, a big crowd, 10,000 plus. I'd like to say that I spoke on a stage. Yeah. To that many people Yay. at one event. Oh, that is, that is going to happen now or very soon anyways. It's not, oh, it, it's it not like... It, it's already yeah. Yeah, It's already happened. I just, you yeah. know, coronavirus kicked in. You know, yeah. they, they lost my ticket in the mail. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> Absolutely. It's going to happen. Oh, my God. Amazing. Okay, so what... What is your closing moments and advice to people, to our listeners? Okay, so here, in a nutshell, I'm going to go back to why I kind of brand my, 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 my talk show and my, the uh-huh. things that I, yeah, you got sirens in the background. Yeah, because <laughs> See, this, the hospital, this, North York General Hospital is close by here, so that's why. Uh, sorry oh. about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's that's fine. I thought they were just setting off sirens just so that we could talk about our closing. No, uh, no, closing <laughs> no, moment. no. So, uh, yeah, uh-huh. I, I I think that um, what I like to share with people is that when things happen that look like 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 all is lost in that mm-hmm. failure, in that in that disappointment, there truly is a seed of a possibly greater or equal benefit. And I'm stealing that from Think and Grow Rich, which is a book that changed my life and has principles that I follow, you know, religiously, and we'll talk about that another time as well. But if if you can not get beaten down by the crap that hits you in your life, stay strong and know that there that you can be forged by that fire. You strong steel doesn't just happen. It's got to go through the heating process, right? It's got to it's yeah. got to be put in the forge, and and it comes out stronger. So that's how that's what I, how how I like to talk to people is listen. Get toughened by I, the stuff yeah. that hits you, and learn from it, and never quit. Never quit. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm glad we're all like TGR, like Think and Grow Rich uh, fanatics, and uh, we've learned from that. But I love that. Get forged by the fire, Mike. Thank you so much for being in my podcast. It has been a, a pleasure and an honor. Gabby, thank you so much for having me on. I look forward to chatting again. All the best yeah. to you. Stay safe, and we will talk soon. I will. Thank you so much, Mike. Okay, everyone, this is uh, episode 63 with Mike Ketz, Forged by the Fire. And until the next episode, stay blessed and wishing you grace, peace, and balance. Take care, everybody, and stay safe.